0: following commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3215 or email radio at bnnmedia.org.
1: Hello, welcome to Life Matters. I'm your host, Brendan O'Connell. Well, remarkably, uh, I have on today one of the large organizations in the pro-life movement, and uh, we've been doing this show for about 20 years, and I haven't had them on before, which is quite amazing. Uh, But uh, we're going to talk today with Adam Schwend. Adam is uh, uh, the Western Regional Director uh, dealing with many of the states uh, west of the Mississippi uh and dealing with pro-life issues so welcome adam schwinn
2: thank you very much Brennan. Uh, pleasure to be here and honored to be the first sba employee
1: <laughs> well first of all i'd just like to ask how did you ever get involved with the pro-life movement
2: well certainly uh my faith has always uh, led me to be pro-life so i always have been pro-life uh but in a career as a lobbyist, uh, it started getting really, really uh, dicey in some of the uh, as a business lobbyist, um, and I really decided at some point that I needed to not only lobby for things that I agree with, but actually be able to lobby for something I believe in.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: after, uh, so after uh, well, actually a little bit before the the ruling from the Supreme Court, the Dobbs ruling from the Supreme Court. SBA Pro-Life America had the vision of, of realizing that this issue probably uh, is going to not only be decided at the federal level, but also at the state level as well. So they started building out a state team. They've always had a state team, but usually just one or two people.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: uh, in 2022, they built out the state team to, uh, to cover all of the United States to be active in state legislatures. And I saw that opportunity professionally. To get involved, and it has just been an absolute blessing to be able to do that. But I've been involved in the the pro life movement as a volunteer in terms of, of just um, marching and and working and stuffing envelopes since I was a since I was a little boy. But was really really driven to it by my faith.
1: Mm-hmm. And may I ask a uh, Western region what what does uh, the SBA list or Susan B. Anthony Pro Life America consider the Western region? How big is your region?
2: It, it's, it's big. It's a, it's, I think you said west of the Mississippi. That's probably a good way to put it. Uh, it is, uh, the Dakotas, Nebraska curves into Iowa as well. Then curves back out to Kansas does not include Texas. Uh, we have a, uh, someone else who handles the Texas region and then from there west. Mm-hmm. as you can imagine we don't spend a whole lot of time trying to pass laws in california or oregon or washington or hawaii although i've tried to get a uh, a, a professional trip to hawaii a few times but that hasn't happened yet <laughs> um so but we do uh do quite a bit of work uh in the midwest here In uh, i am from lincoln nebraska it's where i am right now as well as uh, in the dakotas montana idaho uh, so, especially during legislative sessions, which usually go on from January, sometimes in June, I am—I've uh, never really had to uh, pay to upgrade my flights because I've got enough frequent flyer miles. That I can do that the fun <laughs> way.
1: I see. And uh, what are some of the now since Dobbs? Dobbs happened uh, June 24th, I believe, of 2022. Mm-hmm. What has happened? Uh, what kind of battles, or how have you seen the battles uh, happen between the pro-boycotts and the pro-lifers? What's going on in your region, the Western region?
2: Well, we've seen uh, we were very fortunate uh, before Dobbs. Many of the states put into place what we call trigger laws. Uh, those laws were in place, but enjoined um, states like South Dakota, uh, states uh, like uh, North Dakota, um, Wyoming states like such as those had laws in place saying that when the time comes, when Dobbs, uh, when the Supreme court rules that Roe is to be overturned, our law will go into place. So we were very fortunate to have some of those laws in place, but we did have a number of states that did not have those, uh, that did not have those laws in place. Uh, for example, Nebraska, um, um, states like that, where we really did actually have to pass new laws. So, and
1: go ahead. Well, that's a unicameral a legislative yeah. body. And are they a full year? Are they just six months? Or how how does that how does what happens in Nebraska as far as? the legislature being in session and and dealing with this particular issue?
2: So during the uh, odd years, uh, the legislature is in session for about five months. Uh, During the even years, it's about um, about two months, give or take. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, The legislature tried very hard to pass a uh, a trigger law before Dobbs. Unfortunately, they did come a vote short. And then uh, they came back last year to try to pass a heartbeat law. And unfortunately, again, came one vote short at the very, very end. They were able to pass a 12-week protection. It isn't what we wanted. It wasn't all we were hoping for, but it was moving the needle in the right direction. And uh, we'll be back. We will be able to come back and say, as soon as we get some political victories, uh, that we'll be able to... I protect more and more babies in the in the womb. Um, the reality is is that was the political situation that we had to deal with, mm-hmm. and that'll be the reality in a number of states. In some states, it may be, for example, some more blue states, it may be just getting to twenty weeks will be a victory, and and mm-hmm. then you'll have to rat keep ratcheting it down as we go. We saw in Florida, they went from you know viability down to 15 weeks to heartbeat very quickly. Uh, that was the political reality that they faced. Mm-hmm. And in some states, the political reality will be that you know, we'll just get a 15-week protection or we'll get a 12-week protection. We, had, we lived under row for 50 years. So mm-hmm. the idea that we're just going to come back in 10 months or 12 months or 18 months and just stop all abortion from happening in every state, just not realistic. Uh, the One of the great things that Dobbs gave us is the opportunity to actually talk about this issue. For 50 years, maybe we passed a law, maybe we did this, maybe we did that, but everybody knew it was going to be enjoined immediately. Before the governor's signature was dry on the piece of paper, a court was going to come and stop the law from going into effect. Now we're in a position we can actually We can actually talk about this. We can actually inform people. The votes that the legislators take actually mean something. So we can have debates. We can have these conversations. Hmm. It took us 50 years to get to the position that we are in, where unfortunately quite a number of people, even, even conservative people, believe that abortion should be legal. Now's the time that we can actually have the conversation and start moving hearts and minds in the right direction. And It took us 50 years to get to this point. We'll fight for the next 50 if we have to, to protect every life that we possibly can. Mm
1: -hmm. And uh, now that the debate is, you know, before you were rebuffed by, oh, well, it's been decided by the U.S. Supreme Court, and now it's back in the States. Are you able to say to someone, look, you're talking about killing a human being, or I've heard that you shouldn't say, but maybe murder a human being in the womb? Uh, I, I know that those may be a little bit incendiary terms, but they have a shock value that maybe sends a legislator away, uh, saying, "Well, gosh, is that what I really, you know, stand for? I stand for the evil of killing somebody in in the womb."
2: Well, we're of the position that we need to do whatever it takes to move people's hearts, mm-hmm. to move people's votes. For some people, that'll be what we need. Those those are the words we need to say. Um for others, it has maybe it needs to be a little bit more nuanced. That's the the uh the art of the possible that we in lobbying have to deal with every single day. We firmly believe that's a human being, that they uh, they are they're made in the likeness and image of God, that they deserve to be alive just as much as you as I you or I do. We're dealing with people who have been formed by a different by a culture uh, that has not been in our favor. Mm-hmm. We need to do whatever it takes to move people in the right direction, and for some people, just pointing out that reality that you say will be what it takes to shock them. What I have to say is sometimes people just have to get punched in the face, but we don't always have to punch everybody in the face. Mm-hmm. So we have to be use different tactics for different things. Sometimes we do punch people in the face, and we use images or we use um, use more incendiary language. Sometimes we have to be a little bit more nuanced because human beings are very complicated people, or very complicated beings. And if we get, for some people, if we get too incendiary, they'll actually push back and they won't listen to us anymore. So Mm -hmm. sometimes we use those, that language. Sometimes we just use a different tactic depending on who we're talking to.
1: Let me ask you about uh, the growing trend of chemical abortions versus surgical abortions. I think we're well over 60% maybe as high as 70%, are are uh, people in your states, the western region of the United States, are they all proposing chemical abortions or showing how you can get or you can mail in uh, uh, misoprifics or misopropyl to, uh, you know, and circumvent er, you know, pretty much everybody? Uh, what can you do to stop that? Is there Are there any pieces of legislation that you're trying to uh, retard the growth of chemical abortions?
2: Sure. In the Western region, chemical abortion is a huge problem. It's a huge problem. everywhere, But it's a huge problem in the Western regions, particularly because of the large swaths of rural areas. These are places that don't have abortion facilities. So uh, they'll order things through the mail or through telemedicine or things like that. So it is a huge problem. And I think you're right, most recent numbers, it's about 60% nationwide. Some of these more rural states, you're looking at 70 to 80% Mm -hmm. of of abortions are done chemically. And that means it's not just, you know, taking a pill and your problem goes away. This is is a, a very dangerous medication that's being, a very dangerous chemical that these women are taking. Um, the possibilities of hemorrhaging by yourself in your bathroom, that's incredibly dangerous. So not only are we talking about ending the life of a baby, we're putting another person's life in incredible incredible danger. There are some pieces of legislation that we have proposed um, that would try to stem the tide. Um, I think the ultimate way of fixing this problem is going to need to be at the federal level. And that starts with with, uh, electing a president who is going to get the FDA under control, force the FDA to actually follow its own rules and follow the law, because right now they're not doing that. And the the court case um, that is the Alliance of Hippocratic Medicine versus FDA uh, laid that out very clearly, that just even the approval process was flawed was incredibly flawed, it didn't follow their own rules. And the Biden administration has absolutely no interest in changing that. And in fact, they've made it worse. They've, they've tried to make the co- the rules that were implemented under COVID, where the in-person dispensation, uh, dispensing rules, uh, they've tried to remove even that. So a woman doesn't have to even go to a doctor to get these pills. It's incredibly, incredibly frustrating. If we can get the FDA to actually enforce its own rules, it makes things a lot, uh, a lot easier for us to actually regulate things uh, at the state level.
1: Right. Mifeprex, uh, you know, FDA is supposed to uh, make drugs that are good for you, not uh, deleterious, including death, which is, um, right. you know, Mifeprex is a... a A very dangerous drug. It does, you know, it can kill a a human being, and um, that's completely opposite of what the FDA is supposed to be approving. And that's where Aplog and their lawsuit. uh, It should be very interesting as it proceeds down the court. I wanted to ask you. There's something that's over 100 years old. It's called the Comstock Law, and uh, I believe you're not supposed to do interstate transfer of drugs that can Harm human beings. Um, where do you see the Comstock Law uh, playing out, uh, or do you at this time?
2: Well, Comstock could possibly be a tool, but you need a federal government that would actually enforce it. You need an attorney general that would actually charge under it. And until we have that, that's not going to be a possibility. Um, but there are that is a legal theory that um, is a possibility. Um, I'm not an attorney, so I don't want to speak totally out of turn, but I, mm-hmm. but uh, if if we're going to enforce any federal law, whether it's the Comstock Act or if it's FDA requirements or um, any other sort of um of uh, funding of abortion, we saw we see now the the uh, VA trying to turn. It's uh, turn itself and its facilities into abortion facilities. These are all things that are against the law. But but if we don't have an administration who's actually going to enforce the law, there's nothing we can do except for continue to sue them, which we certainly will. And other organizations will continue to do that. There very much is a federal role for regulating and hopefully saving, uh, saving lives and regulating abortion. Uh, we hear it said this has gone back to the states. Certainly, we're seeing all, most of the action happening in the states, but there very much is a federal role uh, for the federal government, and that's why we really pushed uh, the presidential candidates to state where the, what their intentions are. What would they do? Would they at least agree to a basic limit of fifteen weeks? Uh, this is not. This is where the American people. This is a very popular thing. This is not. We're not asking them to go out on a political limb here. So we very much need a, a a presidential administration who's going to enforce the law so that we can actually uh, be able to protect the lives of unborn children and, and to actually do the work of the American people, uh, actually enforce the laws that their representatives have put into
1: place. Hmm. Wow. Well, I, I know the, uh, you know, one of the things that our, our viewership um, might not know, but uh, a large percentage, like 80 and 90% of uh, abortions happen by the 15th week, usually between the 9th, 8th, 9th, 10th, and 15th week. And uh, there are people that uh, object to uh, taking this strategy, uh, you know, on a weekly basis. Uh, heartbeat is about five weeks, I believe, or six weeks. Uh, six weeks, so six, around. Yeah. And... Um, uh, that initially would used to have uh, problems. I guess we've had some success. Uh, they did have some success in Ohio uh, initially. Uh, I'm I'm not sure what other states at this time. But uh, do you think that's the way to go, or should we um, uh, say that uh, under it's not uh, on a weekly basis, but it's on a specific uh, uh, issue like rape and incest or the quote-unquote, where you can drive a Mack truck through health of a mother? Yeah. Which, which... Well, I think,
2: uh, as I've said, I think it needs to be what is politically possible uh, at the time. We need to save as many lives as we possibly can. Do, we certainly understand that the majority, uh, the vast majority of abortions happen earlier on into the pregnancy, uh, which all the more reason seems to be that we should all be able to agree that, look, this is a, this is a, a this is like a floor the reality though is is that the great work is done that's being in, done in the states can continue we want these states to be able to if you can protect lives at conception that's wonderful if you're like ohio before import, the unfortunate ballot measure uh or georgia and can do a heartbeat protection or florida can be a heart protection Protection, that can continue as well, but there are still babies that need protection in California and in Oregon and New York. They don't have any protections. They are the wild, wild west, right, and
1: right up till birth. This would at
2: least this would at least make it so that Gavin Newsom can't go off and advertise in South Dakota and Nebraska that hey, come to California, you're 36 weeks pregnant, no problem. You're 15 years old. No problem. No questions asked. In fact, we'll pay for it. it, it it's absolutely horrendous. So this is a, the 15 week federal minimum would just be a a a a, 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 a just stepping a basic stone? protection.
1: I'm sorry. I said a stepping stone, trying to move the needle it, downward.
2: It, it would be a stepping stone. That's where the that's where we've seen in polling is the, the vast majority of American people support that. It's our hope that that changes it's our hope that as we continue to have these conversations, now that we can actually have them that's going to change when people see the horrors of abortion. When people see the damage it does to women, the, the physical and mental damage that it does to women that they're going to change their mind now that we can have these conversations they're going to realize that and we'll be able to continue to to change those laws where this is statutory this isn't cost, isn't constitutional we'll be hopefully hopefully be able to continue to bring that down to 12 weeks 10 weeks six weeks and then hopefully god willing someday every every life can be protected from this horrible this horrible act
1: with dobbs the the initial response was oh, it's going to move it back to the people in the 50 legislatures across america but if the Democrats who are pro-abortion uh, were to control the presidency, the House of Representatives, and the U.S. Senate, could they pass a law that would wipe out all of the activity that's going in the states?
2: Well, they absolutely could. And this is something that keeps me up at night. Um, my colleagues and I have worked very hard in the states. The state advocates have work in their state houses every year protecting human life. And if the... If, did, don't have any illusions to the to the contrary. If the Democrats get the presidency, the House, and the Senate, they will do away with the filibuster and they will pass Roe versus Wade in statute and wipe out every law that we have on the books. Wow. It will be a horrible situation, which is why uh supporting pro-life uh pro life candidates who are running for Congress, for the Senate. Making sure that the that uh, the Republican presidential nominee has a strong belief in life it's so important to us. This is not, this is an existential threat. So uh, anybody who's listening to this, please make sure that you are supporting your pro-life members of Congress, your pro-life candidates who can win. Do whatever you can to make that happen because, uh, trust me, if Chuck Schumer gets the opportunity, he will wipe away the filibuster and at least for a portion. And we will be in uh, just an absolute hellscape.
1: Mm. And um, I I know that after Dobbs passed in June of 2022, uh, the the first one of the first uh, referendums was in Kansas, and I noticed that like seven it was like about 80 or 90 percent of the funding, uh, the pro-abortion funding uh, for that particular vote, came from outside of Kansas and the pro-aborts seem to outspend the pro-life side dramatically. Uh, How can we we change that? Or is is our messaging poor?
2: Well, I don't think our messaging is poor. I think we've got strong messaging. I think the difficulty, we we have many strikes against us right now. One is that, as you said, the pro-aborts are able to just print money. Uh, we will always be outspent in everything that we do. That is uh, that is a reality that we are going to have to overcome. I don't have the answer for that yet. One of the biggest issues that is not really even accounted for when we're talking about spending, uh, when we're talking about how much money is spent on the other side, is the earned media that is gotten from mainstream media and mainstream reporting. The uh, the newspapers. Television news, um legacy press, are are speaking the language. They're using the talking points. They're using um, they're, they're using the, the the phrasing of the pro abortion of the abortion industry, uh, and it is incredibly difficult to do that while they're also at the same time fact checking every every word that we say on our side. So not only are we being outspent, but we're also dealing with the uh dealing with the fact that um the media is going to continue to be against us and we'll query the water the other side. Um so how can we stop that? We need to find a way to, ter- to not only speak directly to our uh to the voter, but we need to make sure that we're actually firming up our base. <laughs> Well, the Democrats in in almost like would I, I would like to look at Ohio for example. Ohio, we just had Ohio, the Ohio vote. Ninety percent of Democrats voted yes. That's the pro-abortion side. They voted yes. Around seventy percent of Republicans voted no. We cannot hemorrhage twenty-five to thirty percent of our base and win. So hmm. sometimes we think we got to get to the independents. We got to get to the moderates. We get. To... That's all true. But my advice to anybody who's running a ballot measure in any state right now is start early and make sure that you are firming up your base. Make sure that you're getting to churches. Make sure that you're getting to state parties. Make sure that you're getting to your mayors and your city councilors, the people that the elected officials that local folks trust and who they see in their, their town hall. They seem them just walking the dog on the street, see them in their the grocery stores, get everybody that you can to firm up your base first. That's gonna be so incredibly important.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, Adam, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show today on relatively short notice and uh, explaining what Susan B. Anthony uh, is all about and, and what the situation is out there and particularly the Western states and, and nationally. Really appreciate it, and folks, we hope you found today's show to be unique, informative, content-rich, truthful, and thought-provoking. Thanks for watching and listening. My name is Brendan O'Connell, your friend for life.
0: The preceding commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3215 or email radio at bnnmedia.org.